Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning from Coolidge, Arizona. We welcome you to another episode, episode number 14 of our study in the Gospel of John, which is, of course, concerning the Messiah of God. December 13th, 2020 is the date, and uh, we're so pleased that you have joined us uh, either live at this point or at a later date to uh, study or restudy this this uh, lesson. Now, <clears throat> we are um, going to be looking at just rereading verse 27 and then going on from 28 through 42 this morning is our, our goal. And, um, you know, as the narrative, because this is a very uh, clear narrative form, uh, very enjoyable to read in that way, um, as, it, as it rolls out the narrative in this text, we see clearly 
the physical lifestyle of the people of Palestine in the first century AD. And I think that's very important for us to always consider these things when we're reading the Bible. What is the time period? Where are they at? Who's speaking? Who's being uh, spoken to? All these things are without that sort of thinking uh, pattern-wise, we're really going to have a hard time understanding what we're reading. And we won't get what we should out of it. So I encourage you to do that. Um, the physical lifestyle of the people then, pretty obvious in Palestine. The Jews and the, the Samaritans and the Roman in, in, uh, Romans that had inhabited and conquered the land that were overseers and the other people uh, from the other nations around. There was at least ten other groups of people in that area. Also, even though that whole physical thing is there for us, there's great spiritual truths that are powerfully uh, taught by the words and deeds of Jesus of Nazareth before many witnesses. So we, let's not forget that so many heard the things that he said. But then let's make sure that sometimes that we know who is listening. Like I said before, if he's just speaking to the apostles or disciples, those close, and makes a promise to them in particular or something to do with what they're doing, that would be for them. It wouldn't be for me or you. Uh, it's good information, of course. But many witnesses, and in this text that we're studying, many Samaritans are going to hear for the first time a hopeful message from somebody from the Jewish race. Um, the animosity between them was very bad. Jesus had just made clear to the Samaritan woman that he is the Messiah. And she brought the subject up, remember, because of the things Jesus had been saying, and especially about the worship of the Jews and the Samaritans and how it was going to change. Um, she wanted him to know that the Messiah was going to tell them everything that they needed to hear. That's why he made this announcement in verse 27, if you'll remember it, or 26, rather. Jesus saith to her, I am he who am speaking to thee. And that, that changed the world of this woman. And we're going to find what she did and, and the other things that, that come after that. You know, um, she had said concerning the Messiah, the one that would tell them all things. You suppose they were looking for their redemption towards God or to God? I, I'm sure they were. Uh, they felt, you got to realize that these people in this day were many generations away from the 
the ten northern tribes that were led astray and became idolaters and all, these people were, were many generations away in a number of major upheavals, wars, uh, carried away into slavery, all sorts of things. And there were many descendants of the, the, the ten tribes here in one form or another. They, weren't, they didn't know who they were anymore, probably most of them. But they were certainly looking towards redemption and the things that the Messiah would, would tell them. I think we need to read on. And uh, we're just, I'm just going to read a few verses at a time. I was going to read a large section, but I'm going to just read uh, John 4, 27 and 28 to start with. Because right after uh, Jesus spoke the, the messianic words to the Samaritan woman, this happened in verse 27. And upon this came his disciples. Remember, they had, they had left. And were wondering, what? That, and, and let me read that again. And upon this came his disciples and were wondering that with a woman he was speaking. No one, however, said, What seekest thou, or why speakest thou with her? The woman then left her water jug and went away to the city and saith to the men. I'm going to pause right there. Now the disciples were returning with those provisions and things for their meal or maybe a number of meals, I'm not sure. But they were very surprised to find Jesus speaking with the Samaritan woman. As I said before, this was not the social norm of the day. Um, Jews didn't speak to Samaritans, basically. Uh, and actually, uh, men didn't speak to women, typically, um, and vice versa. There was a, a protocol and a understanding uh, that seemed to have been uh, broached here. When Jesus, remember, asked the question about, will you give me a drink? And she was shocked that he would speak to her. But the other part is no one of the disciples uh, was... I, should I, can I say bold enough <laughs> to ask Jesus or the woman, what are you doing? What are you trying to find out or why are you talking to each other? I, I think that's very interesting. But then again, uh, we see through the Gospels that many times, instead of asking Jesus a question, the disciples, the twelve or that group would come to a point where they start asking each other the answer to the question they all had, which is incredible. And in one case, at least, Jesus said, "Are you asking each other when I'm standing right here?" So uh, I think this was kind of a an atmosphere. They had so so much respect for Jesus. And certainly the fact that he was Messiah, 
they understood he was from heaven. And that was... Um, I think that's right. Uh, don't should. you think that would change it for you? I think it would. I, I think we are nearly speechless in the face of that sort of situation in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, the scripture, it's interesting that it's, it's put in here in that way, isn't it? Um, I think that's very interesting. Now, verse 28, she left her water jug and went into the city. Now, I thought there's two reasons she left the water jug. She didn't want that jug to be slowing her down, and she planned on coming right back. So that's a very telling thing, isn't it? Um, and according to the narrative that, that follows, uh, we're going to see she did come back as soon as she could. Well, let's look at verse uh, 29 and 30 then. <clears throat> Remember the woman um, uh, had uh, went in, went uh, went back, and uh, and spoke to the the people. Okay, 29. Come, see a man who told me all things. As many as I did. Is this the Christ? They went forth therefore out of the city and were coming unto him. It doesn't say how many, does it? But um, I'm sure quite a number. You know, the men gathered usually in, in one spot in the city, an area around the gate, um, the leading citizens, the older men. And I suppose she spoke to them first off. Okay, now, um, that statement that she, she, she said, come see a man who told me all things. Now, this is, really has got everything. It's very, you know, she wants them to come and see him and hear him for themselves. Because... He told me all things as many as I did. And remember, this was the, the situation that caused her to realize this is no mere man. This man couldn't have known uh, this about her. And it could be that there was hardly anybody, if anybody, that actually knew the exact number that he was giving. Think about that. To, to, to her, the Samaritan woman, he was a prophet, a Jewish prophet. And she wondered, after uh, the other thing Jesus said about I am he, the Messiah, after she had talked about the Messiah, she wanted to ask these men, is this the Christ? Do you think people were looking for a Messiah? You know, we get the idea sometimes in our religious studies that all of this came as a big surprise well they've been waiting some time but it certainly was no surprise if the Samaritans are waiting for Messiah you suppose the Jews in Jerusalem were waiting they were very aware of this of the Messiah 
and they had been aware. Remember, during the birth of Christ, there was lots of conversation and lots of uh, signs of the, the Messiah. There was much to be said about it. It was still a major topic amongst the Jewish people. They needed a redeemer. Remember their situation. They were being ruled by Rome. They were fair, but they were hard as iron. They did not bend. And I'm sure there was a problem. Now, they had dismissed the, the fact that the reason the Romans were there is because they refused to govern themselves fairly without causing disruption within the whole area. That's why the Romans came back. But, of course, they're not going to say too much about that. This, this passage, I think what the woman said is just exactly what should have been said to these men. Because look what they did. They rushed out to see and hear this man. And on the other hand, do you think Jesus understands the character of men and women? He knew exactly what they would do. Uh, he, was, he was driving this conversation. He was opening every door for them to walk through. And I think they were very willing to walk through that door. And Jesus understands, of course, how men and women think. So there's a lot to be said about the verses, a lot to be considered uh, about the people involved. And that's one of the problems that we've had for many, many centuries is we've forgotten our, our timelines and we're not giving any credit for the, the issue of the people of the New Testament. And, you know, I've heard people say the Old Testament is for the ancient folks and the New Testament's for us. Well, that's, a, that's not really a very well-informed statement. Uh, the, the New Testament is, I would call people living 2,000 years ago ancient people, uh, certainly those of our forefathers, and uh, these people were the same people as we're living in the Old Testament period, as far as their heritage. So we need to understand the foundation. We need to understand proper chronology of the Bible so that we can get the most out of what we read in way of the, narr the uh, narration of it. Now let's look at verse 31 through 34. <clears throat> because here... We find the apostles, uh, disciples as they're called, speaking to Jesus, and Jesus speaking back to them. And one thing I want to point out is every time Jesus speaks to them, he's teaching them something. He's is a great lesson for them, a great lesson for us to understand about the, the proper relationships here. So verse uh, 31 through 34 I believe. And in the meanwhile, his disciples were asking him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Apparently Jesus was not eating the things that had been brought and prepared and brought over to him. And 
And he responds this way. And he said to them, I have food to eat that you have not known. The disciples then said one to another, Did anyone bring him anything to eat? Now here again you find them asking each other instead of asking Jesus that. See, they, I think they understood that there was more to what he said than just the food. But they didn't want to open that door uh, yet. Verse 34, Jesus saith to them, My food is that I may do the will of him who sent me and may finish his work. Well, I think in this section Jesus is teaching his disciples a great lesson and us too as far as that goes on doing the will of God and achieving his purposes completing the work because there is great satisfaction in finishing the work that God has given you to do now in in one way that takes us our entire life but there are times that we finish one thing after another after another there is a number of things that we're doing. And there's great satisfaction in all of those things. And he wanted them to understand that there's something more important than the physical realm of what's happening around them. You know, look a little deeper. It's not just the food you're eating. Uh, it's how it is that sustains you. Is there anything else that can sustain you in a way that you need? Well, obviously there is. Jesus is saying that for him, doing the will of him who sent him was a satisfying meal, if you will, and finishing the work. Well, Jesus wasn't finished, but he was. everything he did brought him closer and closer to that finish line. Always teaching Jesus. is always teaching by word and by example. Uh, and the miracles, I guess, uh, the miracles confirming, of course, that Jesus is from the Father. But as far as the teaching goes, he doesn't need a miracle to teach these lessons and to do the things that God has sent him to do. Let's look at verses 35 through 38. Jesus goes on in expressing himself uh, to the disciples. And he says, Do not say that it is yet four months, and the harvest cometh. Lo! I say to you, lift up your eyes and see the fields, that they are white unto harvest already. And he who is reaping doth receive a reward, and doth gather fruit to life without end, that both he who is sowing and he who is reaping may rejoice together. Verse 37. For in this the saying is a true one, that 
One is the sower and another the reaper. I sent you to reap that on which you have not labored. Others labored and you into their labor have entered. Okay, this lesson, uh, this sort of thinking is spoke about in other places by Jesus um, to the people that are, are doing the will of God, re- reminding them. So here he teaches another great lesson concerning the work of their ministry. They had a ministry. Their ministry was to preach the nearness of the kingdom. And of course, consider the Beatitudes. That was the teaching from Jesus about how they should be, what kind of people they should be. The baptism of repentance, preparing their minds and hearts for the kingdom that was at hand. He just revealed to the Samaritan woman that the kingdom was upon them. And the Christ was among them. And the Christ was among them. I mean, the the wait was, I guess we could say it was over, wasn't it? Uh, It was day by day now. Uh, Day by day. You know, Neil, right about here is where Dave Traxler would say that that was their ministry, clearly. That was the work they were entering into, clearly. But it's not necessarily ours. Verbatim, when you look at what the situation was, the kingdom was at hand. That was everything. That was the whole society. Everything was going to be turned over and uprooted and mm-hmm. we we don't live in that now no we're still in the old this is still technically old testament if, if you want to well this is that, of course that's exactly <laughs> why that point was so well made we are in the old testament here and we we've got the involvement of the same people here that we had in the old testament except for the messiah is now yeah. present we have the prophet john the, the john uh, the immerser is the prophet Speaking of who? Jesus of Nazareth. And now his disciples are, are speaking of him and the nearness of the kingdom. Oh no, this is not our ministry. Our ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. Preaching or publishing, however you want to put it, the gospel. Yeah. The terms of pardon for mankind. Uh, these terms of pardon were not spoke about to these people. They were receiving the kingdom. They were being prepared for the kingdom. So the wheel, the fields that were white were what fields? Were they the white fields of evangelism worldwide? Well, no. The Messiah was sent to the people of God, those in covenant with God. And you know, when we talk about the Samaritans or the ten tribes, remember God had divorced those ten tribes. Those, those people were gone. Now what remained, the remnant, as it was known, is where the Messiah would come to the remnant and, and restore things back, and especially um, uh, the, the idea of redemption. But it was a, a, very, a very difficult task, let's put it that way. But those are the fields that were white under harvest. The entire Jewish world was was white to harvest for the gospel, the kingdom. 
You're right. Right. They. They had. Thanks for bringing that up. They had hundreds and and thousands of years of preparation, and right. in scripture, they knew. I mean, they were even convincing here Samaritans. That's right. Of the reality of their of their presence, the Jews had no excuse. And Jesus opened the door here for them to understand what was at hand. Neil, your point about how the disciples reacted to him talking with this woman is that's big. Yeah. Because we're starting to see we're starting to see into what's going on a little bit now, and those guys were getting it. They may not have fully understood, but I think you're right, Neil. They did trust him. They it was, trusted that, him. That's right. Um, you know, Jesus had the ability to speak to her. Would it have been appropriate for them at the time? Well, um, I don't think they would have would have did it themselves, unless it was a matter of some emergency. They sure did it later. Um, certainly, Jesus opened that door. Yeah. But remember, when it, the, when the gospel came to the Jews alone. Um, it was the apostles that went out first to the Samaritans, right? But the Gentiles came later yet. The, the Jews did not, they did not go to the Gentiles. They would not eat in their homes. They would not do, they were unclean ceremonially if they did that. So that came later in the house of Cornelius. But it took the intervention of God to teach the apostles about who, that the door was now open for the kingdom to come to the Gentiles. So we have to understand the culture. It means something. Otherwise, in reading the New Testament, people that don't really consider these things, they're the people, the very people that say, look, the Bible has got contradictions in it. Yeah. And, and it looks like a contradiction to them if they don't understand what's going on. That's why we have to carefully, carefully uh, understand the, uh, the time periods, the things that are clearly given us in Scripture. We, we should know by reading, by understanding. Uh, that's why we have God's Word, so that we can know all these truths. And the other fact here that they were benefiting from the labors of others before them. That was a, that's, a, that's a great message. Just think of the years of, of the work of the prophets and those that spoke uh, for God. And, and I, I think of Daniel and, and, the, and the other prophets. How they laid the foundation for the Jewish people to have hope and something to live for, waiting for God's plan, waiting for God's promise. They were now benefiting from those labors. Talk about something we can partake, we do partake in. That's right. And now we find ourselves partaking of the labor of these that came before us. A great truth for all workers in, uh, in the gospel, in the evangelism of the world. And I guess on a personal level, each of us, we need to be able to look back and see what... what teaching or those that came before us, how it has affected us. 
how we have benefited from them. We need to know what came before. You know, that's all part of the history thing again, isn't it? The more, if you want to appreciate something, study the history of it. Uh, you'll find the good, bad, and the, uh, and the well, I was going to say the, the unloving, but uh, the, this, the, it's the good and bad and the things that are hard to deal with. You're going to find it all there, but, you'll, but it's sorted out. You can sort it out if you know that it's there, but you need all of it. That's why a study of history needs to study all the history that we possibly can. The Word of God is precise and wonderful history, and the other thing about it is, unlike history books and other writings of men, the history we find in the Scripture is true. Um, even where lies were told, we find out that a lie was told. Uh, even though there's uh, ungodliness, we find that where, wh where and why. And, uh, and we need that to understand the things that we need to, to know and to appreciate where we're at and what, we have been what has been bestowed upon the world. And, and that is the kingdom of God. And that is the assemblies of Christ in this physical world. Yeah. To appreciate the assemblies of Christ, we need to understand all that it brought, has brought to, all that had, it has taken to bring that to us. Because we just come into these things. And it's, it's on us to understand better. Well, let's read the final verses, 39 through 42. <clears throat> and from that city... Many believed in him of the Samaritans because of the word of the woman testifying. Now that's an interesting statement there because we're going to find that it, they, they build on that statement and they grow from that. He told me all things, as many as I did. You see, they're still saying that again. That was an important thing she said. When then the Samaritans came unto him, they were asking him to remain with them, and he remained there for two days. Talk about something that was not normally done. They were staying with the Samaritans for two days in their, in their village. Sychar, right, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And many more. Now here's the other verse that qualifies the, the one we just read about they believed in the woman. And many more did believe because of his word, Jesus' word. They, they listened to the woman when she came and told them, and they went back and they listened to Jesus himself. And then they said to the woman, that is the other Samaritans, no more because of thy speaking do we believe, for we ourselves have heard and know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the Christ. Wow, that's, um, that's the good confession, friends. That put them in exactly the place they needed to be at that moment. Now, they had to wait for all the other things to un unfold, uh, the, the rest of uh, Jesus' work. They had to wait for... 
the crucifixion, the shedding of blood that would that would atone for the sins and purchase the new covenant, the kingdom of God. They had to wait for those things to transpire. But you see, this is this is this is the hope. This is sort the exact hope that we have as Christians of living with uh, life without end with in in the new Jerusalem in the kingdom of God in the spiritual realm if you will this is the hope we have we have hope in that through Christ they had hope through Christ same thing we're all saved through Christ and we're not saved if it's not through Christ and of course I, I want to mention you to remember here that the first thing it said that many believed, but not all. Not everyone that came running out believed it. It doesn't say that. But many would have faith in God's promises of Redeemer. There were many there that did believe. These were Samaritans. Additionally, he agreed to stay two days and many more believe because of his word. The words of Jesus need to be read and studied by all people. Why? Because they're very powerful. Just as the writings of the apostles. The gospel, the words of the gospel themselves are powerful unto salvation. That, doesn't this play on the harvest he was just t- telling his disciples about? Certainly. They were they were white, and he stayed two more days, and he got all more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, their faith and belief was not just from the testimony of the Samaritan woman. Now, somebody had to announce this to him, you know. If she would have never went back to the city, they wouldn't have known of Jesus, and he probably would have went on by. So it's a wonderful thing that she came into town. She cared enough for them to come in and tell them what she was so happily hoping was true. Okay? But be, they, her words were wonderful. But because they had truly believed that Jesus uh, of Nazareth was he the Messiah, the Savior of the world, they were thankful. They, they were thanking the woman uh, for doing what she did. And I think this is a great, great lesson for everyone. One person, right? One person went into the, the town of, I don't know how many people was there, But you can be pretty well convinced that everybody in that area knew about Jesus after that two days. It doesn't say they all believed or obedient in any way, but they had the opportunity, didn't they? All right. Well, uh, let's just broach a a couple more verses. We've got a few more minutes. Um, Let's look at uh, verse 43. Get us warmed up for what we're going to be doing next week. And after the two days, he went forth thence 
and went away to Galilee. Now, remember, he was on his way to Galilee. And this stopover, and, uh, uh, and it's a great account. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet in his own country shall not have honor. Now, listen, we're starting to broach on this subject here. Um, I guess we could say that this is um, kind of human nature here. Uh, the closer you are to home, you know, this fits with the saying I used to hear in the business world, that you can't truly claim to be an expert unless you're more than 50 miles from home. Same sort of thinking, right? Your expertise grows as you depart the area that people know you. <laughs> but here we have the same thing happening with the idea of a prophet having honor amongst the people. Remember, Jesus grew up in this. I mean, there were people that re remembered him as a young guy running around carrying some, some uh, tools for uh, his father as he was a, a builder and, and uh, a carpenter, they call him, but a carpenter is a phraseology for um, the, the work that they did was uh, stone masonry and cutting trees and using wood for, they made all their own furniture, everything. He was he simply built things. So did Jesus. So because of that, isn't that what they said? Wait a minute, isn't this the carpenter's son? You know. That's what they were thinking. And somehow that lowered him in their esteem. Uh, you know, you now if a man comes from Jerusalem or someplace else, when he says he's this or that well, they, they're, they're on board with that. You know, this is a human nature and it's a sad thing. But we're going to find out um, as it rolls on the things, and these are the things that causes a lot of the discussion and the teaching of Jesus amongst the Jewish people. Um, who is this man, you know? And you know, one of the strange things is he's always Jesus of Nazareth. But did did they did they have the ability to find out that this Jesus who was from the tribe of Judah was actually born in Bethlehem that fit the prophecy for Messiah? You know, we never hear that. Um, what we hear is, can anything good come from Nazareth or come from uh, uh, that, that that part of the country? Galilee. So consider these things. Read ahead if you'd like. And uh, we will be discussing these things uh, up to the end of the chapter. And we're just going to have one thing roll out after another. And it's the, it's the proper progression that we're studying here in the ministry of Jesus. Uh, three About three years, three and a half years. And we'll see the developments of these things and the great truths that uh, we all need to know. So we pray this has been a blessing to you. It has been to us. And we, we thank you for your participation today. And uh, hope to, that you will tune in again as we study again uh, next Lord's Day. We pray that you will be blessed and strengthened as you are working
within the glorious kingdom of God and that you will speak well of our Father and his Son. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.